The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast, and we're looking at Week 7 of the NFL season today. Katie Mox and Will Brinson here, joined by Sportsline's finest, RJ White and Alex Selznick, a.k.a. Prop Stars. This episode of Pick 6 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. And if you like winning picks, make sure you sign up at Sportsline.com. Use the code PICK to get your very first month for $1. I will say, Katie Mox now has picks up on Sportsline.com. So make sure that you see them there along with the rest of the crew. The last episode um, in the feed had Brinson, Brady, and Ligier explaining the scoring drought in the NFL this season and playing a little buyers and sellers before the trade deadline. You can check that out on our YouTube channel or anywhere that you get your podcasts. All right, let's bring up the betting record from last week, Harry. Uh, we had it, and then we lost it. Week six was a backslide for most of us, except for RJ, whose plan to overwhelm us with bets and catch up seems to be working. And for the third straight week, Proxars got robbed of a winning record uh, by just a handful of yards. Some bad beats there for our prop stars. Guys, how are we feeling? Brinson and I had kind of a tough week, two and four. Well, we Tough-y were for a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was it was a it was a it was a tough week. Uh, unders what ten and or like unders hit like crazy. Uh, I feel like dogs were had a really good week in general, or maybe maybe it was kind of even. But like you know the the like the dominant performances we thought we get from San Francisco and Philadelphia obviously didn't show up. Oh. They both lost outright. Um, and uh, I think too like we were going into that week, Katie, sort of like. Be like, well, we can't stay hot forever. It's like like I I mean I'm like I'm. RJ's RJ's so much more technically sound as a as a gambler than I am that like I'm like when I'm like hot it's like I'll I'll know that I'm hot and like we're like warm and I'm like I it, like it's it's my undoing and like my unnerving whereas RJ's like ah my formula is locked in and now you're all screwed right RJ 
Somewhat. I mean, it's, 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 I'm, I'm, react, I'm reacting to what happens too, but it's just that, you know, it, it, when you do it as long as we have, you know, you're pretty confident your, your long-term record is going to, yeah. your short-term record is going to equate to your long-term record. And so if I'm at a 48% or 52% at one point, but I'm 56% long-term, I'm feel, feel pretty confident it's going to be 56 moving forward and it's not going to be 52. Yeah. I, yeah, I started out slow and then I started to kind of get hot, just got over 500 and then uh, we're back down to 19 and 20 but guys we will give it our best shot once again so this, this, is, week. this is a tough i think this is a really hard week yeah. to pick games against the spread um a lot it's of quarterback injuries a lot of just like you know like lions like i don't know we'll get we'll get the games it's just like a lot of like like big numbers in weird spots the totals yeah. are all really low so you kind of want to take the dog but then you start to look at you know, like, I don't know, like the what's the total in New England? You're like, well, I should take the Patriots, but I've taken them six straight weeks. And they're one five against the spread. I just can't take it anymore. I mean, sort of stuff like that. I will die if the one week you don't take the Patriots. Oh, it's happening. Is is the week that they um, end up Cover, covering? Yeah. yeah, but guys, we're going to give it our best shot again this week. RJ looking to stay hot. Prop Star is probably going to get hot, and uh, Brince and I will just see what happens uh, before we get into the week seven slate, guys. Please note that these lines are subject to change, as well as the odds are all the way up until kickoff. We're hitting these about two p.m. Eastern on Thursday, so definitely make sure that you check with your book before tailing any of these bets. Um, can I, oh, can I ask a, can I ask a, can I ask a selfish fantasy question of uh, what RJ what do you guys the three of y'all think before um before we move on just because it's for Thursday night football so I'll make it quick uh, I have Matthew Stafford in my starting lineup right now uh Dak Prescott on a bye quarterback Anthony Richardson hurt to quarterback situation in flux Derek Carr is out there and I do have our main man Chris Olave on the team so I was Ooh. contemplating and I'm up against like Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert and Lamar Jackson so I was kind of contemplating like a Derek Carr Olave stack or a Baker Mayfield Mike Evans stack just to try and like it's against the best team in the league and like one of my good friends who I would really like beating uh, any thoughts on dropping uh, Stafford for Carr or uh, Mayfield I stick with Stafford there okay I'd stick with Stafford as well I think okay. he has cool. more upside than the other options and uh, yeah Carr, if, talk Carr about give up those, if Carr didn't give up the red zone touches to Taysom Hill I'd feel more comfortable starting him but good point like good point high yeah. leverage touches go to Taysom Hill in that offense Okay. And they're just awesome. bad in the red zone anyway. The Saints are, and and stat, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. But the Pittsburgh's pass defense is not as good as as you would think, um, just with their history. So and uh, sure Ram, yeah, well, yeah, Rams like fifth in DVA. Okay, all right, done. Moving along. All right, Stafford, it is okay. Let's start with uh, the first matchup we got here: the Cleveland Browns laying a field goal at the Colts. This total forty and a half. Is it still forty and a half? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, interesting matchup here because you got to think the Browns coming off a pretty emotional win over the 49ers. The defense really, really held strong, but that's got to be a very physical game. You think they got to be a little bit gassed here because that was, again, very physical, very emotional. And then you got the Colts here, uh, Minshew coming off a pretty bad game for him against um, his former team. RJ, you're leaning towards uh, Indianapolis here. Yeah, I have a best bet on Indianapolis. Uh, Deshaun Watson could play, but it's not like he was great pre-injury, aside from that win against the Tennessee offense that a lot of people can pass on. Um, Minshew was a train wreck last week, and I, I can't sit here and tell you it's going to get better against Cleveland's defense. That's first in yards per play, fourth in yards per rush, second in yards per pass, first on third down. 
but he can't get any worse than what he had last week. And and when Jacksonville scored 37 on them, they really didn't deserve it when you look at the underlying stats for that game for the Jacksonville offense. Indy's defense not highly ranked, but they only allowed 3.8 yards in that game despite the 37 points. And if Deshaun Watson is in based on how he's performed when he was healthy before, before the injury, I would only make this on Cleveland minus one and a half. So I think we're already getting out over our skis here with making it three. And if he's, you know, the only reason not to take Indy right now is to, if you think he is going to get ruled in and the line goes up even more then you get Indy at plus three and a half. Um, but since we're recording this show now and it's three, wanted to lock it in now because I like the value at plus three. RJ, or excuse me, props, any thoughts on uh, players in this game? Yeah, no prop lines out yet in this game. I just think because of the uh, uncertainty as far as Cleveland's quarterback is concerned. Uh, yeah, just this should be, I feel like, a lot of defense in this game. Uh, Brown's defense has been very stout this year. So, yeah, just kind of waiting for lines to open up. Yeah, um, yeah, I would think if the quarterback situation is definitely concerning. I mean, look, Cleveland has – Cleveland is was um, up there in terms of – all-time DVOA through five weeks. Now the fifteenth best team in terms of defensive DVOA through six games. I mean, in, in like the the history of the the, the stats. I mean, this is like a very 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 good uh, Browns defense. Um, it does feel like the the way that the Colts can work though with sort of a like if, if they've been aggressively like grounded pounding and like run some faster stuff that I would probably lean towards where RJ's going where it's like. If it's PJ Walker, like, like catch it, like laying three on the road. I mean, that's he's crazy. PJ Walker is five and zero in his NFL career. That's fine. Yeah, I saw him like <laughs> he threw four touchdowns, eight interceptions. Like <laughs> the the, uh, the one thing, um, RJ, the uh, Colts lost. Um, I'm drawing a complete blank on who it's, uh, they lost. Their best run stuffer, or maybe second best run stuffer, to suspension um, this week. Any concern there with how the Browns might run the football? Um, yeah, there could be a concern. Um, we saw actually Jerome Ford had a good game. Kareem Hunt um, was solid. Uh, I don't think that there's been consistency with those guys, though. Um, and the, the Colts defense has been strong overall. That uh, We saw Travis Etienne come in with a couple of really good games heading into that game against Indian. It's not like he tore them up uh, on the ground. So sure. I think they can get it done there. Um, and the linebackers can support you know the, the absences up front on the defensive line. Okay. Moving... Along to, I mean, we did this. I mean, uh, we did this on Monday. You started to go through these things. You're like, man, these games like this. If if you were hoping for a magical like rebirth of scoring around the NFL, uh, this is not the week for you. If you are, these lines are they're all a field goal or below. Yeah. Oh no. Tight, yeah. Very tight lines. But I mean, just like like the the over unders here are insane. I mean, the Commanders three point road favorites against the New York Football Giants. A total of, I mean, it's, I mean, pretty much, an, it's like an identical, uglier version of the game we just talked about, with the Commanders as a, you know, three three point road favorite, and then a, a really low total, thirty seven and a half. I think they're talking about the weather in, um, in DC is going to be, it's really bad, like twenty five mile an hour winds on Sunday and stuff. At it's Jersey, in New York, yeah. which is what's that? It's in New York. Oh, it's in New Jersey. Sorry, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, but that's not too um, far from DC, so the weather's pretty right. much the same. But it's easier because I, I can I can just do MetLife Stadium and actually look at the the weather there. Oh. I think it's supposed to be like in, it's just supposed to be like a ton of wind on Sunday, and yeah, you know, just something that like is going to create a problem for two quarterbacks who like you know look love I love I love Sam Howell. We talked about our love for him on this game or the show a bunch, but like. 
Daniel Jones and Sam Howell not afraid to turn it over. Yeah, wind, uh, 20 mile per hour, 50 degrees. <laughs> gonna be. I mean, just like this is just going to be a, a case where like you could see some balls floating in the air here, right, RJ? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if like this total went over, but like based on defense. Yeah, yeah, total total dropping in this game with nobody expecting there to be offense in this game. I was going to lock it in at 39. I refreshed the site. It was 37 and a half because of these 20 wow. plus mile per hour wins. And I, I don't know that I want to take it that low. Washington had minus 1.2 yards per play differential against Atlanta despite their win. Only had 193 total yards. Went two for 10 on third down. They did not have a good offensive game despite winning that game. Turnover saved them there. And maybe they'll save them here because the Giants aren't exactly a turnover free offense um, with the quarterbacks and their situations there. Offensive line completely decimated i think four of them missed practice on wednesday and then another guy shane lemieux uh towards peck in practice on wednesday and now out for the season so they just cannot catch a break there it's hard to back them catching a short number at, you know plus three is relatively short especially with a decimated offensive line i just can't trust washington as a road favorite especially of three points uh when they're 24th in yards per play on offense 27th on defense i don't know you can make them favorite on the road so I'm, i'll be staying away from this game unless the total creeps up a little bit and i want to play the under but i just can't trust either of these teams with this line yeah and i've got a best bet on saquon barkley over 14 and a half yards for his longest rush i don't typically bet these props or like these props but saquon is a rare exception he just has a really big boomer bust style coupled with the fact he's always amongst the league leaders in explosive run rate breakaway yards as well we Song. He looks super healthy in his first game back against Buffalo. Handled nearly 30 touches despite having coming off of that high ankle sprain. So that was really encouraging. Washington's defense gives up a ton of explosive plays. They're bottom 10 in nearly every defensive uh, rushing metric. So I expect the game plan uh, to once again uh, be focused on Saquon Barkley. And he's just a threat to rip off a big play every time he touches the ball and just has that sort of running style as well. And this defense is vulnerable uh, to giving up big plays, so I really, really like this spot. Do anyone else think that Saquon looked like much slimmer uh, in his upper body? I, I, I told you, <laughs> he came in running. I was like, that looked like Saquon's usually like very like. I, I wonder if it's like a designed sort of thing where you want to, like he like they Be lighter up top. Well, just because like he's dealing with like these lower body injuries, and it's like. Like, they're like, dude, you got you got Quadzilla going. Like, just like lose some, like shed some weight up top. It's gonna be a little bit lighter. Like, it's gonna make you come back quicker. And he was, he was, I'm not saying he was thinner, but he wasn't big before. He's just like he wasn't as like bulky and like strong. He looked like a different player. I thought. Idiot. I didn't notice, but I'm definitely gonna look at it moving forward. Um, and what his stature looks like. Um, okay, moving on. Falcons at the Bucks. Bucks laying two and a half here. This total again, very low, thirty-seven and a half. We actually have a lot of best bets on this game. RJ, we'll start with you. You got a little teaser. Yeah, I think the Falcons in a teaser here. The t Falcons never win games big. They never lose games big. They are what they are. They're playing field goal games all the time. So I like anytime you get a number around two and a half with them, I like teasing whoever's the two plus two and a half there. Their offense did have a strong game minus the interceptions. Pass offense looks like it's starting to click as long as you you deal with those few you know um, issues from the quarterback there. And Desmond Ritter has started, what, like nine, ten games in his career at this point. So it's possible he gets better and that evens out um, over time. Tampa Bay's defense does well in the red zone. They could not not slow down the Detroit passing offense, um, a, an offense dealing with a lot of injuries on that side. The run defense for Tampa Bay has been elite in four or five games, so you worry about that against Atlanta because B. John Robinson's been a little bit a little hit or miss there, but they were also annihilated by Philly. So I think if you have an elite run run offense and elite offensive line, you might be able to to get you know what you want to get against this Tampa Bay run defense. And the Tampa Bay offense having trouble with good defenses, and Atlanta is a good defense, sixth in yards per play, second and third down rate, sixth in the red zone. 
And because they're playing better and I, I like their defense better, I, I'm not that worried about Desmond Ritter on the road. I know that'll come back to bite me when he has no touchdowns, three interceptions, and Tampa wins this game with like two defensive <laughs> touchdowns, 24 to six. But but I'm going to tease Atlanta up as the first leg of my teaser to plus eight and a half. No, I, I like that. Um, having said that, I'm, I'm on the box as the best bet. Uh, but but it's not like if this was like four and a half, I wouldn't touch it, right? I mean, the, the it's Bucks minus two and a half. You get both teams have a bad loss in terms of the Falcons losing at home by eight to the Commanders. Desmond Ritter's first home loss in college or the pros, which is just an insane stat. Um, Baker Mayfield, I didn't realize this, but uh, Peter King was on Pro Football Talk Live, I think, and uh, before the Bucks got you – know, they lose 20-6 to six to the Lions, but it really felt like kind of a – it's like a stiff arm, like the Lions were like, nah, we're here. And, dude, how many Lions fans were in Tampa Bay for that game? My goodness. Uh, it, 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 <laughs> it, it, Peter King was – Right, Fort Field South. Peter King was talking about how, like, maybe the Bucks are getting a little concerned about his Baker, the guy, et cetera, et cetera. And I think you lose the Lions like that, you're embarrassed at home. This is a great bounce-back spot for this passing offense with Baker and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. The Falcons are a massive uh, pass funnel. They are good against the run. They force teams to pass. They're the number three pass funnel, I think, in the NFL right now. And on the other side, you have like Atlanta, who's going to want to run the crap out of the ball. It's just what they do. And Tampa's great against the run, like one of the best teams in football against the run. I don't think we see much success for the Atlanta offense on the ground. I think that forces Desmond Ritter to throw. And you've got an opportunistic, aggressive Todd Bowles defense. I like the Bucs to win this one. Um, but I, I think... Like most Atlanta games, it's probably going to be pretty close. Uh, on the road, you feel a little bit better on the grass, and, and Tampa's comfortable there. But um, so, like, I don't mind RJ's teaser at all. I think it's a, the two and a half and the eight and a half is probably a pretty good window from where this game ends up. But I'll take the Bucks as a best bet. Yeah, and I'm going to fade Rashad White once again. Mm. I love this spot to fade him. Under 73 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. Rashad White has been brutally inefficient uh, this season. Talked about it a lot. The NFL's least efficient starting running back. Last week, the Bucks looked to go away from him as well. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn had one fewer carry than uh, Rashad White. Didn't do much with it, but at least the Bucks are looking into other options here. Uh, both Brinson and RJ mentioned this Falcons defense. The run defense has been superb. First in EPA allowed per rush. Uh, this has been a really, really good run defense. They've also done a great job limiting opposing back uh, running backs out of the backfield as far as receptions and receiving yards go, giving up the second fewest yards in that category per game. So I love, once again, fading Rashad White under 73 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. I love that. Yeah, you know, I looked I at always... taking his under... Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I just want to say, I, lo I, went, I looked at taking his under two. My worry there was he played like 70-something percent of the snaps anyway, and that game got out of hand quickly, and they were playing from behind. Um, so maybe that's why he didn't get a ton of carries. Um, and with this game, they're projected to be to win the game because they're favored. So I think it's a little bit more different game script. So I was worried about putting it in the under of whatever his rush yards are, 53, and then he gets to like 56 on 17 carries. And, and, and I uh, curse myself again for taking another prop that loses. <laughs> uh well you know i always give out quarterback interception props um usually taking the over on them and then last week i decided to give jimmy garoppolo um some love and say that he wouldn't throw his first interception and he threw it on the very first uh drive of the game so we're going back to our roots and we're fading quarterbacks in the interception market desmond ritter uh yes to have an interception he's got six already this season three of those came in last week's loss to the commanders um tampa bay's pass defense ranks 26 they concede 247 yards per game but they also create a lot of pressure up front they have 15 sacks so far on the season so that to me is a recipe uh for opposing quarterbacks 
quarterbacks to throw interceptions. The Bucks have hurried pretty much every uh, quarterback to an interception, except for Derek Carr. You got Cousins and Goff both through two picks. Hurts and Fields also turned the ball over once. Um, so give me Ritter to uh, throw a cookie here at minus 114. Oh. One guy I did want to bring up really quickly, just coming off that fantastic week last week, is Drake London, career best, 12 mm, targets, finally. had 125 yards, finally. Uh, Desmond Ritter is obviously back-to-back 300-yard passing games, has the number one receiver in Drake London, who looks really good. I think this also is a really good matchup for Drake London against this Bucks defense. That is a pass funnel. They give up a ton of production to opposing number one wide receivers. Drake London's yards are in the mid-40s again, so I expect potentially double-digit targets for him. I think he could easily eclipse this. I'll also be looking at his alt totals in addition to his uh, over on his receiving prop. Which I think going back track- to Katie's pick... Go ahead, Katie's pick real quick. Uh, I think it's like minus 114 or something on FanDuel. So, I I mean, that was one of the – I looked at it too, and that was one of the reasons I almost pulled the trigger on it because pretty low number there for uh, for over on this guy on the road. You you would think it'd be a lot higher. So Yeah, uh, he's been – he's just bad on the road. And, um, you know, if you think about it, those all kind of dovetail together too, like a Ritter pick over Drake London. Um, You know, it's like like, (laughs) – they're just not going to be able to run the ball. They're going to have to pass it a bunch, and it might not go well for Dez – Ritter, but certainly well enough. Where they can say we could, we could actually, I think in theory we could sweep. We could all win a bet on this, even though we're like not everybody's on the same page. Like we could go four for four on this on this Falcons Bucks game. Can't wait to watch that. Thrill. That's an NFC. So it's probably on Fox. I don't really care if I watch it. Um, just kidding. The uh, Bills at the Patriots. Now that's what used to be a great game. It is uh pretty one sided recently. I actually picked uh, – I've got a best bet here, and I'm head-to-head against RJ, which is never a comfortable spot to be. But i got the Bills laying the eight-and-a-half on the road against the Patriots, going to Foxborough, laying – I mean, I mean eight-and-a-half points on the road in a divisional matchup with a total of 40-and-a-half. Uh, here's the thing, though. Seven meetings between the Bills and the Patriots since Tom Brady flew the coop and headed south for Tampa Bay. The Pats – or the Bills are 6-1 and one in those games straight up. The only loss by the Bills was the 14 to 10 win game, famous win game where Belichick showed up. I was like writing this down last night too in the best bets. And it was like, I was like, Bill Belichick showed up in a Navy mask. I was like, does, does that like sound weird? Like, just because it feels like a lot. I mean, like, I mean, you still see people wear masks and whatnot. It's fine to do whatever you want. But it's like, you know, if you'd written that in like 2021, people were like, of course he's in a Navy mask. Like he's just, yeah. you know, it's not a Navy. You know, I remember he did this. He was doing the interview with Tracy Wolfson and he had on like the Navy midshipman mask. And in hindsight, it was like, oh, he's going to run the ball 700 times in this game. Um, and um, and they lost. Belichick ran the ball a ton. <laughs> uh, but they're five and two against the spread. The Bills are in those seven games. Um, the only time they didn't cover the first one, week eight, 2020, the first meeting, the pass was still pretty decent. Uh, had Cam Newton, too, I think. Uh, 24-21, the Bills won as a four-point favorite. Uh, and then they didn't cover as well in the, in the win game. They've covered minus seven at New England in 2020. They've covered uh, minus seven and a half most recently. They've covered bigger spreads, and, and that includes a playoff game. So uh, I just think Sean McDermott sees Belichick down bad and is not afraid to run up the score and just put him in a chokehold and snuff him out and really make the Patriots suffer. Uh, RJ, I assume you believe this is just too many points for a home team and a desperate Belichick. Yeah, you quote all these Bills stats. Are the Patriots playing the Bills this week? 
because it doesn't really look like it to me. That that team that showed up against the Giants well, didn't look like the Bills. Oh God, I was like, I was like, are they not playing this week? I was like, I was like, figuratively, figuratively, yes, does yes. not look like the Bills to me. They scored 14 points against the Giants. Very ugly offensively. Uh, Josh Allen hurt his shoulder in that game. He's going to be playing with this injured shoulder. We saw how an injury affected his, the elbow injury affected his performance last year. Uh, I don't, I want a fully healthy Josh Allen. I don't want him throwing the ball with these, uh, with with this injured shoulder. And then you talk about that win game that's the one the new england won. this is going to be another win game it's not going to be as, as extreme but still 20 plus mile per hour wins a game where you want to run the ball this buffalo defense already 32nd in 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 rush you know heading into last week i'm pretty sure they're still um our yards per rush that have that same ranking and um injured up the middle of course with the matt milano injury with the daquan jones injury those aren't getting any better trey white injured at cornerback um so i'm not a big fan of this defense even though they shut down a very very limited very banged up uh giants offense and offensive line last week and and uh, with the Josh Allen injury, I just think they focus on running the ball a lot, uh, especially in these conditions. And uh, you're going to see a lot of James Cook, a lot of Latavius Murray in this game. And uh, it's just very, very hard to cover this big number in that type of game where it's going to be low scoring here. So maybe the Bills win this one, but they win it by four, six, seven. They don't win it by eight and a half. So I like Patriots plus eight and a half as a best bet. I don't know who's going to cover this game. I'm pretty sure the Bills win this game, but I am going to fade the Patriots. I was going to say, we need to get like some sort of like um... – uh, just like thinking about the, like the guys at cover three, like when they have like a battle, like if we have a head to head, like we need to like play out the beef where it's like, yeah. where's the beef or like something like, or like, like, like a, like yeah. a, I don't know. We'll get, we'll get sued if we do like Rocky music or something like that. But like, or oh, RJ, RJ, RJ. Edge, we, we do hundred dollar bets anytime yeah. we're on opposite sides. So Spicy. just throwing that out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. The showdowns. It's going to be a showdown. Yeah, we need That's definitely a violation of like <laughs> of like of musical rules. <laughs> All right. Well, let's not get anybody sued. Um, I'm going <laughs> hey, I'm going to fade the Patriots team total under 16 and a half. Yes, they scored 17 last week against the Raiders, but they have the second worst offense in the NFL, averaging just 11 points per game through six weeks. The two weeks prior to that, we all know all they scored was one field goal um, in two different contests or, you know, throughout two different contests. Um, and the Bills have the third-ranked defense, um, allowing teams just to put up 14.8 points per game. And the Bills have played actually good offenses, which the Patriots are not. So, yes, lower-scoring game wins all of the things. Give me the under 16.5 for the Patriots team total. All right, we're going to take a quick break here and we come back. More games plus. We have a new segment where everybody is involved. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to Pick 6 Podcast. We are doing a new segment this week where we each go around and select a game for a four-leg parlay, but there are some rules. First, the person with the best record in the previous week gets to add the first leg. Second place goes second, and so on. Ties are broken by a season record. Um, and then the second is by the end, we have to have at least one large plus money dog in there. I guess it doesn't have to be large, just any plus money dog. This is being called the Pick 6 Parlay. It is sponsored by FanDuel, make every moment more. RJ, you had the best record um, last week, so you go. Awfully first. convenient, Mr. White. Yeah, I I, ret- I jumped into the future a few days and found out that we were going to do this segment, <laughs> so then I decided to go back and make better picks when I got back to, to the present time. So yeah, that, that's how I did it. Uh, I would have went 8-0 if that was the case. We're also only picking money lines in this, um, so the people oh, yes. who do get, do get to pick first you know, kind of get it a little bit easier. And I'm going to be that easy person, and I'm going to take the easy way out and take the Seahawks minus 390 as the first leg of our parlay. Um, mm-hmm. Arizona's offense terrible without Connor last week. Seattle's defense impressive versus Cincinnati. Really should have won that game, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, so I, I just don't see Seattle losing this game. They're going to be everybody's survivor pool pick um, and for good reason. So Seattle minus 390 first leg of our parlay. That is so tilting because that was, of course, my pick on Seattle. <laughs> you, you guys have you guys been – I know, I know. I know we're Seattle truthers. And, uh, that, yeah, so let's go um, – I'm going to take the Rams at home minus three or I guess on the money line. Uh, like the spot, Pittsburgh flying across the country, obviously. Rams look really good. The offense especially. I just have a hard time seeing uh, Kenny Pickett-led offense keep up with Matt Stafford and these three – very good wide receivers, even with the running back uh, depth problem for the Rams. I think they're going to throw it all over the Steelers uh, pass defense. So give me the Rams. I think they're a really solid lock to win this week. Minus 168. Minus 168. Yeah, the Rams is going to be my first choice there as well. Um, if I mean, yeah, see, I mean, look, the Seahawks are a good pick. They're great pick. Fantastic pick. Tremendous pick. Um, I was going to go. The bills, with the- please. Don't take the bills, please. Well, but see, here's the thing: is like, do I want to? Do I want to leave? Do I want to leave Katie hanging with having to pick an underdog? No, I have dogs all week long. I'm good. Your <laughs> dogs? Dogs are days. Dogs are barking. Yeah. The dogs. Oh. Um. I mean, no. I was gonna go. I like. So the two leg parlay we got so far pays out just even money, and we're gonna have a dog built into there. So that means we, we're we like two dogs. You could you could do whatever. Oh, you I know. Want. I'm just saying. I'm saying like let's come out of the gate scorching, yeah, and get like some. Uh, like I don't know if we need two dogs, but I think if we add. If I had the bucks in there, and I like the bucks, you guys feel okay about the bucks? Actually, I don't care. I'm taking the bucks. It's my best bet. Um, Up to you. Minus one thirty six. That gets us to plus two forty seven. And then Katie, who's got dogs for days, apparently. Dogs for, days. Dogs for weeks. Lions. Yeah, dogs. <laughs> Give me the Lions plus 130 over mm. the Ravens. I think that's a mismatch. Uh, anyways, I'll get into it because it's one of my best bets. But what what is that? Okay, so we've got basically Seahawks, seven to one. I believe. Rams, Bucks, Lions, all money line at seven to one. That is your pick six parlay. And this is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment. 
technically, technically, it's plus six nine nine. Okay, plus six nine nine. Nice, good for nice. good for sure. All right, well, this is our first parlay. Um, tail us or fade us. Um, but I feel like this one's going to hit. I actually feel quite good about it. All right, moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders uh, are laying three at Chicago against the Bears. This total is now 38 and a half, so up one point um, mm. from yesterday. Any, I haven't read, any news on Jimmy Garoppolo and his back? I don't think we'll get it until, uh, that's, I mean, part of the downside of just when we record the show is like you're not going to get the West Coast injury reports on Thursday. Uh, I don't believe he practiced on Wednesday though, right? Correct. It is, it is curious that the total bumped up a point mm-hmm. um, without the line moving. Obviously, we're not – I mean, Justin Fields is doubtful, which basically – we're not – Fields ain't playing. I would be shocked if he plays. Um, man. No. Backup Jimmy, court, G- battle of backups? Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be a backup court. It's just interesting that the line jumped up a full point. Like, that I mean, that really would indicate that they think Jimmy G is playing. I, I, I think it's impossible to have a best bet on this. Uh, nobody does, I don't think. And nope. it's – you know, uh, RJ, what would you do? I mean, props, you're not going to have any, you know, no, prop, no props available on this <laughs> one, right? Um, like, RJ, what would you, how would you handle like the Jimmy G situation in terms of uh, what you do with the, like this, this line and this total? Yeah. I think you're looking to play Chicago, even with the bad, with the unknown quarterback there um, for them. I think they can run the ball. This might also be, I don't think it's going to be as bad a, a wind game, but it could be um, some type of win focus here. Their defense look great against Minnesota's offense. Um, gave up one touchdown drive, two long field goals. Um, but having those defensive backs back for that backfield, um, a lot of backs there, but uh, really helped them out. Vegas often struggling to finish drives against New England, one for six in the red zone. They kept New England in that game and gave New England a chance to cover and almost win at the end before that safety. All the Vegas offense does well is throw. Their run game is bad. Um, but if Jimmy's even plays and he's limited, you know, that affects that and how he throws the ball there. So I think the Chicago D, um, even though you would think they'd be beatable just by their stats for for Jimmy or Brian Hoyer, because they stepped up last week, I think that's the team you want to back. Wait to see, though, if if Jimmy trends toward positive and you think you can get a plus three and a half or plus four, that's when you want to take Chicago. Um, I think because we already know that uh, that um, uh, the field is out, that it's not going to get any more wild on the Chicago sense and people are, aren't going to want to bet them. So if I'm going to be on a side on this game, it's going to be Chicago. I just kind of want to see if I get three and a half or four. Cool. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think we can kind of move. I mean, just, just like you just don't know. This game is going to be. I, I think I think RJ is one hundred percent right. That's what you do with this game. You're just not going to see a bunch of props because you got these backup quarterbacks in there, and it's just a hard game to pick because it's two teams with quarterback questions. The Lions at the Ravens. No questions here. No. Katie's Lions. My Lions. What are we talking about? These are my yeah, Lions. our Lions. Our Lions. I, I look. I love this. I love this Lions team. I mean, like I. I am. I wish I could go back in time and change my. If I could go back in time, I would make my Super Bowl pick the Lions versus the Dolphins because, like that, it just. In it's like like I, I like I didn't like you know, I would have concerns about the Dolphins and Lions hype was too big, but like, man, I mean they are just like they're like they are America's new team. Move over Jaguars, Browns. You had one 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 year with Baker Mayfield in 2018. You're done, son. Move over Jaguars. You were you were the team last year. Now it's the Lions. This is this is Dan Campbell, Jared Goff's redemption story. Like I see these Lions fans traveling around the country. Yeah. Like if you didn't see the videos of like Tampa, like like them invading Tampa Bay, it is Raymond James Stadium. It is awesome. And like I can't help but think about this stupid fo- college football team that I root for and how we've just lost 
repeatedly in horrific fashion for like 20 plus years. And like, the, like we had a good year, like we won like nine games and like Dave Dorn's done a good job with it. But like a couple of years ago, it was like, we're going to Louisville. We're going to Notre Dame. Like, it's like we are like, everyone is like, like when the team is good, we are traveling. And that's what these Lions fans are doing. I, I have no, like they showed up at Lambeau field. They showed up at Tampa Bay. I think they might show up at Baltimore and be loud for this game too, because they're like, who knows when the next time this team is going to have a chance to make a legitimate run is. Um, and I want the Lions plus three. Uh, they are a – I worry a little bit about the injuries with David Montgomery. Not likely, not likely out. Jameer Gibbs is limited to – Greg Reynolds is on the injury report. So I think it's going to have to be the Jared Goff show. But Jameson Williams is back and caught that long touchdown. He he stretches the field for them. Amron St. Brown, fantastic. Sam Laporta. They have a really good passing game, really smart offense. And, yeah, the, the Ravens are a very good football team. But I think getting three – yeah, the hype train is, is heavy, RJ, but I'm going to take the Lions plus the three. And I think it's key to get it in now if you like the Lions. Um, I'm waiting because I just want to see the injury report and see how it looks. They've been dealing with injuries these last few weeks. It hasn't mattered because of who's they, who they've played, but this is Baltimore. This is a little bit different team here. Um, second in yards per play, first in yards per pass, fourth in sack rate, and second on in the red zone on defense. Um, so I, this is a team where you want you know your full set of of um, you know offensive players there, and we don't know if that's going to be the case here. Detroit's offense struggle with the run versus Tampa Bay, uh, and we don't know who's going to be a running back now. Defense playing really well, but they also just faced Atlanta, Green Bay, Carolina, Tampa Bay. It's not a murderer's row of offenses that they've been facing here. So um, I do think they're good. They gave up 393 yards to Seattle, and they were helped by the Kelsey injury um, a few, uh, you know, 48 hours before the game against Kansas City. Um, so I don't know that they've been super tested. So we'll see if the wind is a factor here. If Lamar pulls it down and runs, give them a little bit of a different flavor offensively. I would lean to Detroit side because my power ratings only make it one and a half. I think these teams are even, and I think you only get one and a half points for being in Baltimore. Um, but if injury report looks bad, I'll stay away. So I'm only a lean Detroit right now. I'm all in on Detroit. I gave it for the parlay. I'm giving it now. Uh, Lions money line plus golf over one and a half passing touchdowns. I know a lot of people are worried about Jared Goff becoming one dimensional now that the run game um, is a little bit questionable with Montgomery out. And we don't know if Gibbs is going to play. I'm actually not that worried about it. And you kind of just said it, um, RJ. Yes, the Baltimore Ravens are second in red zone defense. But if you look at the quarterbacks that they've had so far, you got CJ Stroud. We talked about this on Monday, his very first game in the NFL. You got a banged up Burrow. Bro, DTR, Pickett, Ryan Tannehill, slash Malik Willis. Like, it's not like they've really been tested in the red zone um, either. And you look at someone like Jared Goff since week 10 of last season. Goff leads the NFL in EPA per dropback at 0.23 and ranks second with uh, in his pass rating at 105.6. Yes, no, Montgomery. We'll see what happens um, with Gibbs and the Ravens are always going to be a tough test in the ground game, but the Lions run defense ranks fifth in the NFL in terms of success rate at just 31.7 allowed. So I think this game has, has the Lions all over it. I know a lot of people think that this is the best um, team in the NFC right now. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but Jared Goff also, um, he has had at least one touchdown in six games so far this season. He's had two and 50% of them, and he's hit over on this prop in two of his last three. So if they're going to win with the passing game, then Jared Goff has to get at least two passing touchdowns. So those are my two best bets. Um, and just for pro uh, protocol purposes, you probably just take the plus three, I think, for the – because like – we don't, I mean, like, anyway. well, yeah, but like, I don't, I, I don't know how we would add it to the record. His, his point, his point is that you don't get any benefit for the trip. Yeah, like, you just take the plus three. Like, like, if they lose by three, it's a push. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, like, we just do records and, yeah. well, just for like, for the best bets, like, you, you won't get like 1.3. 
You know what I'm saying? Like the oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you would, yeah. You would, oh, right. so, you, you I'm, not getting the, I'm not getting the value on the odds. We're not. Right. I see what you're saying. But I do. I do like that you're saying. Like I think. Like, I call think the you're shot. Gonna win. I think the yeah. line's gonna win. Yeah. Like for sports line or whatever. Like if you like when you like you probably put in the money line. Yeah, on I sports put it line. in. I put a money on. Right. Yes. Exactly. Because it's plus one thirty. Exactly. No, I, yeah, I agree with you. Like I, that's the play if you like it, and we've got it in the parlay. But for uh for purposes of your record, you would want the three points just because like. You're basically getting like the, the Harry, like forty. Harry, change this to three, even yeah. though I do think lines went outright. Yeah, you're, I think just it's 40, just you're getting forty cents of free juice and three points, which is like yeah. you, you it's just important to know because we're you know we're we're doing this for the listeners, you guys out there, and so yeah. Katie's saying there she would play the money line over the plus three because she just is confident they're going to win and thinks that's better value. So if you're out there making plays and, and you back Katie's read on this game, play the money line. But for this yes. podcast, she's going to take the plus three because yeah. you know yeah. we're we're just looking at the records at the end. It doesn't really we're not we're not doing unit sizes or anything here. Yeah, thank thank you for that. That's that will yeah. save me potentially. So yeah, just wanted to make sure that yeah, you got like Although, like the lions, the lions, the lions lose by two, and it's like I get a I get a win, and you're like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I kind of read the game right, or like you know, yeah. like a yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, I've got a best bet for this. Oh, game, sorry, guys. It's okay. Uh, it's Mark Andrews over fifty three and a half receiving yards. Mark Andrews has been solid this season. He's really yet to have a true breakout game. He's yet to eclipse 80 yards in a single game this year, something he did five times last year, seven times in the 2021 season. Uh, everything looks good to me, especially the underlying metrics, elite route participation, air yards, uh, target share, all in the top 95th, 98th percentile at tight end. So everything looks good there. Uh, also playing a Detroit defense that has been a pass funnel. They've also been very generous to opposing tight ends, giving up a ton of production to the position. So this looks like a potential ceiling game for Mark Andrews. That's why I like him to go over 53 and a half receiving yards. Love it. I love that. All right, moving on. The Steelers will be at SoFi Stadium to visit the Rams. Rams uh, laying a field goal. It's interesting is they're just getting home field advantage. Although I do think there'll be more Steelers fans there in Los Angeles than there are Rams fans. This total 43 and a half. Have we seen any spread so far over a field goal? I don't think so. uh, Bills. Bills. Oh, uh, Bills, Bills, yes, Bills minus 42 yeah. and a half at the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is that one. Otherwise, very, very, very tight spreads here. Uh, Brinson, you talked about Matt Stafford at the top of this show for fantasy. Is that you leaning on him? Yeah, I think so. And um, I, I got the Rams as the best bet. I, I love I love LA in the spot. I, you know, DVOA wise, they're the 12th best team in football and the fifth best offense. Checking in at 18th in terms of the defensive ranking. The uh, Steelers, not like terrible, but they're 20th and 28th on offense, 11th on defense. And as RJ pointed out, uh, that Steelers pass defense, not quite as, uh, you know, the pass rush can be certainly dangerous for TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, but. You know, and they can they can stifle the run as well. But the thing about like, w it's really hard to like overstate how effing good Cooper Cup looks coming back from his injury. He is just twenty twenty one Cooper Cup when he was like had the all time you know like like the the greatest like arguably the greatest year in receiver in receiving history. And then you have the development of Puka Nakua and all of this, and then 
You also add in Tutu Atwell. So now Tutu Atwell can actually be the third option who gets deep. And they use him on that pre-snap motion where he like motions back into the formation. It makes it easy for him to get – he doesn't have to battle physically with a cornerback. Puka can work – it can do his thing underneath without being the focal point for defenses. And Cooper Cup just wins even when he is being – like when he is the focal point. Yeah, Tyler Higby in there as well. Um, you know, they uh, they brought in Daryl Henderson off the street. I saw somebody note that the last time Sean McVay signed a – Mid-season, like street free agent running back was C.J. Anderson, when, when friend of the podcast, by the way, who loves Sonic the Hedgehog, um, who went <laughs> nuclear. Yeah, I know, weird, right? Went nuclear down the stretch, um, and for the Rams in the postseason, I I don't know that Henderson is going to be like the guy, but he has experience in that system, and this offensive line playing much better. I think I think we see a a, a very very nice game for Matthew Stafford here, maybe a couple touchdowns, and the Rams win fairly handily. The um. The the Matt Canada offense, RJ, not built to come back against anybody. Don't 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 tell him he said that though. Yeah, the the, the Matt Canada offense, thirty second in red zone rate, twenty seventh in yards per play. So I don't even know how, if those are your stats. How the bye week is going to help? It's not like an extra week of preparation is going to make this offense any better um, than when it was coming into the season. Um, the Rams defense seems bad. Couldn't seem bad coming into the season. Seemed like Aaron Donald and a bunch of dudes. They are eleventh <laughs> in yards per pass and ninth. Bunch in of red- yeah, a bunch of him. Ninth in red zone rate, 11th in yards per pass. They're getting it done. Like, and, and with a lot of these guys that nobody really knows. And the Rams offense now eighth in yards per play off a big game. Cup looks unstoppable, like you said. The one thing I would worry about is the running back injuries. I know running back is a position nobody really values, but Kyron Williams is top five in rushing yards. So um, so I, I I don't know that you just plug somebody in there and it's gonna work, but because Pittsburgh's defense isn't stopping the pass anyway, I think the Rams score points. I wanted to like Pittsburgh coming off the bye. Couldn't do it. I'm leaning to the Rams here. I would argue, though, as far as Kyron Williams is concerned, his situation is elite. But as far as a lot of efficiency metrics, he's actually performed really poorly. So I actually think they'll be able to handle uh, our offset, the, you know, missing him. He's been solid. But, yeah, just not very efficient as far as most running back metrics are concerned. Uh, and I just think because of how explosive their passing game is, pretty much any running back is going to thrive in that situation. So I, I don't think it'll be a huge loss personally. Well, good luck with that. Cam Akers wasn't really thriving <laughs> before. Uh, before well, they he's not thriving so. on Minnesota either. Yeah, yeah, but he. I would. I would say he's. Cam Akers might just stink. <laughs> like he had that yeah. one run last year after he got traded, but that's about it. But the guys they're going to throw out there might just stink too, like Royce Freeman and and Miles Gaskin. I mean, there's a reason these guys didn't have roles before this week. All right, everybody, good on the. Steelers and Rams, because we are going to take a break. We have another, actually, have an NFC West matchup on the other side. But first, Sunday, an NFL on CBS doubleheader features rivalries from coast to coast. Early action is highlighted by an AFC East matchup between the Bills and the Patriots. Later, it's an AFC West showdown between the Chargers and the Chiefs. The day kicks off at noon Eastern with the NFL today. Sunday, the NFL is on CBS and streaming on Paramount. Plus, Seahawks, Cardinals, we'll talk about it next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky 
co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. The frisky, frisky Arizona Cardinals headed to Seattle to take on Eugene Cyril Smith III and an explosive, <laughs> I think, sneaky Seattle offense. Plus, the Seattle defense is number one in the league against the run well, right now. Boom 2.0. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, Seahawks... Easy best bet. Love seeing that uh, someone else on this podcast is also on the Seahawks. And here's the here's the basic gist of this: the Cardinals are still being treated by the public and by the market as the frisky Cardinals who are like coming out to cover. They went three and zero against the spread their first three weeks. They won right. one of those two games. They could have started the season three and zero legitimately. They could have been three and zero, and they have gotten absolutely corkscrewed the last three weeks by good football teams. Um, we saw the uh, 49ers put it on them. They had a chance to cover like what, 14 and a half late. The uh, Bengals took care of business against them, uh, pulled away late. And Joe Burr had that, Jamar Chase had that massive game. And then um, the Rams took care of business and just sort of snuffed them out. And I think injuries have piled up. You know, you get through that initial three weeks after you try hard in the preseason to try hard to start the year. And you're just playing these good teams and just, it's just tough for them to keep up with good teams. Seattle at home in a divisional matchup. The Seahawks are an underrated team that, that are not getting enough credit because they just lost that game in Cincy, 17-13. I love the Seahawks here, RJ. I'm, I'm best bet easily minus 7.5. Yeah, Seattle is a good team, and people aren't really giving them that credit. Yep. They dominated Cincinnati in stats. They killed by that fourth-quarter interception that led to a long field goal, but then they had two drives after that where it was turnover on downs when they were inside the red zone where they could have won the game there. Uh, their defense, ninth in yards per play overall, as you mentioned, first versus the run. They are pretty bad in the situational spots, 30th on third down, 32nd in, in red zone. I'm not worried about that against this Arizona offense that's seemed to collapse without James Conner here. Um, they moved the ball a little bit versus the Rams. They cannot finish drives, um, so I don't think they're going to score touchdowns in this game. I am impressed by Seattle's defense locking down Cincy after the first two drives of that game. Gave them absolutely nothing in that game. Now that they are mostly healthy, they're already good against the run. They have very good depth in the secondary, which Alex and I talked about a lot about before the season um there's this this is the type of team that will overwhelm bad teams and arizona is one of the worst teams here i have seattle minus seven and a half as a best bet love it as a teaser leg too but i think there's i think this line should be at least nine so i think there's value playing it straight um, but if you want to throw it in teasers throw it in all the teasers you want my other set best bet in this game is arizona team total under 17 and a half the fact that we're on the other side of 17 with the defense that's proving that it's one of the better yeah. ones in the league i think it's very good to take this under here um as a 17 and a half for an arizona offense that isn't doing anything right now I also love Seattle this week for the record, so very good chance I wind up on that side. But, yeah, I'm going to fade Arizona running back Keontae Ingram under 38.5 rushing yards. This guy averages 2.5 yards for his career, uh, just not very effective there. Damian Williams got work in the backfield. Amari DiMarcado got work. Also, Josh Dobbs accounts for a portion of the Cardinals' uh, rushing share as well. So they're using a three-back committee with a mobile quarterback. So I just don't know how much work for Keontae Ingram there's going to be. Both Brinson and RJ mentioned how good the Seattle run defense is. 
first in a lot of categories. Uh, so, yeah, they've been an excellent run defense. Uh, I just think he's going to be relegated to mostly third down duties. I don't see him getting uh, more than seven or eight carries versus a very good run defense. Could also be facing some negative game scripts. So this is probably my favorite prop so far on the board is Keontae Ingram under 38 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, ever since James Conner uh, went down, it's just that, that run game is practically non-existent at this point. Next up, the Chargers in Kansas City. The Chiefs laying five and a half at home. This total is 47 and a half. You know, the Chargers usually play up to the Chiefs. Uh, Justin Herbert has been known to win a few times um, in Kansas City. Nobody has any plays on this side. But RJ, what's just kind of like your analysis of this matchup? Yeah, everything here in the matchup says that Kansas City should be favored by a lot more. I have them as seven points better in my power ratings, and they're at home. So you would figure that they should be like eight and a half in this game or so. Um, but it is just the matchup and the familiarity. These games have been four-point games the last two two yeah. times, I think, and then a six-point game before that. Um, and, and it's just they're all – or I think the fourth the fourth game back was a six-point game. It's just always close. So I want to love, love the Chiefs here, but that familiarity just – I couldn't do it. Uh, but the Chiefs games are really turning toward like unders at this point their offense does not seem in sync the receivers have not developed to this point defense is looking elite um so I, I don't and the chargers offense look like a mess against the cowboys so i don't know that they're gonna show up and be better here um so if i were gonna go anywhere in this game i just go to the chiefs because i think they're so much better than the chargers but that familiarity and the fact that the chargers are addicted to playing three-point games might come in to, to anybody that takes the chargers uh, to help you cash there yeah i mean that's that's sort of where my head is at is like I think it's like the Chargers play one score games every single week. The Chargers and the Vikings just um, it was somebody had a good somebody had a good joke talking about maybe it was like Jeff Schwartz. Uh, I maybe it was like Jeff Schwartz talking about like on the uh, the Bear uh, the with the Bear Chris Felico on their podcast over at Fox Sports. <laughs> it's like somebody, somebody was like just fast forward to the two minute warning. One of the Cowboys or the Chargers are going to be up three points and then someone's going to have a chance to go down the field and either Dak Prescott or Justin Herbert's going to throw an interception, a back-breaking interception that's going to cause America to freak out and debate whether or not Dak can be the quarterback of the star or whether Justin Herbert is clutch or not. And that's literally what we did on the podcast yesterday. Um, it's talking about, like, is Justin Herbert anti-clutch? And so the only concern for me is that the Chiefs have this really good defense and the ability with Isaiah Pacheco – um, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then Jarrett McKinnon, some especially in third down spots, to just melt clock in the second half and keep this game way under if they have a double-digit lead. But I, the Chargers play so many one-score games, it's hard to get away from them at five and a half. Yeah, and I've got a best bet on Josh Palmer, over 47 and a half receiving yards. Palmer played a team high 98% of the snaps last week, even more than Keenan Allen. So he's on the field for every single Justin Herbert drop back. Uh, he's had at least seven targets in three consecutive games. He's an every down player. Sands, Mike Williams, he is definitely the most uh, reliable wide receiver outside of Keenan Allen in this offense. Quentin Johnson, the rookie first round pick, just totally raw, unpolished, playing less than 50% of the snaps justin herbert trusts josh palmer who is on the field like i mentioned as much as any player in that offense uh, obviously in a game with close to a 50 point total uh there could be an uptick in passing volume at least from uh the Chargers side so give me josh palmer over 47 and a half receiving yards as my final best bet by the way just really quickly i was just gonna say on on um like just looking at justin herbert i mean Kellen Moore is supposed to like cause this offense to open up and take a ton of downfield shots. And there's some, 
ain't that many though. Like against the Interesting stat I heard yeah. Brinson. Yeah, I was gonna say interesting stat I heard on PFF is that Justin Herbert has the fewest turnover worthy plays of any quarterback in the NFL this season, which you would wow. think on the surface would be a good thing, but in reality, he's just taking no chances down the field with a quarterback with his sort of arm talent. You would want him to have a lot of turnover worthy plays because he should be taking shots uh down the field, but his A dot is very shallow. And yeah, the Kellen Moore effect has been pretty minimal. Uh yeah, he's really just not attacking downfield whatsoever. It's, it's yeah. fascinating though because like Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore's offense, RJ in Dallas was vertical, and like the whole point was like Joe Lombardi kept him his A dot so low, and he still it still just hadn't changed all that much. I, maybe Mike Williams is the problem. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was gonna say the injury to Mike Williams sucked, and it really reduced what they can do downfield because Quentin Johnson is not that guy right now. They just will not no. throw him the ball and put him on the field. So you really just have you you take away that deep threat threat at that point really because you're you're going over the the middle and short, and you can do that when you have Keenan Allen because you know just throw him. The the ball and he's he's their version of Cooper Cup. He's going to pick you up eight to ten to twelve yards every play. He's so reliable. So why not just do that? All right, moving on. Uh, this this game is ugly. I want nothing to do with it. Packers at Denver. Uh, line is virtually a pick on Packers minus one and a half. Uh, RJ, you like Green Bay? Yeah, it's one and a half, but it's shaded to to Denver. A lot of ones in the market right now. What I did is I took the money line in this game at minus one eighteen, just a little, few cents more than some of these other picks we've been making. These minus one fifteen picks we've been making. So I think it's fine to take here, and I don't really want to deal with the one at this point. Green Bay's offense has been mediocre. I think the bye week will help them reset. They have been dealing with a bunch of injuries, not really been able to get in the same page and in any rhythm. Hopefully, Aaron Jones is back for this game. If anybody wants to wait and make sure that he's cleared before they they play the, the Packers, I can certainly understand that because they did not look great with him surprisingly out of the lineup the last time they played. I think the matchup also helps. Denver's defense still 32nd in yards per play by a mile, one of the worst defenses we've ever ever seen per DVOA. Um, And their offense continues to rank well, but they just look unimpressive week in and week out. I was not buying into them, even though the metrics said they were pretty good after a couple weeks. And um, they're just so inconsistent and not able to to score a ton of points here. Uh, Green Bay's defense, ninth in yards per pass, solid versus the run. I think Denver caps out at 20, like they've done in some of these games where the metrics have been good, but they can't really push north of 20. And Green Bay can get to 24 plus because Denver's home field advantage, frankly, has not mattered. We thought it would matter, especially early in the season. It always does. And uh, whatever Sean Payton's doing there isn't working because they lost both those games to start the season. So I like backing Matt LaFleur here with two weeks of preparation, coming out with a healthier unit, we think, and um, being able to win this game in Denver. So give me the money line minus 118 for Green Bay. I also think getting a healthy Aaron Jones will be a big boost for Green Bay's offense. They just have not run the ball effectively whatsoever with A.J. Dillon in the backfield. Aaron Jones was a full participant in practice yesterday. Certainly a good indication that he's going to come back after missing last week. So, yeah, I think a healthy Aaron Jones uh, will definitely be a big benefit to the Packers and uh, also Jordan Love. So, I like the spot. And and we're noting on this game, too, um, reading from – Aaron Schatz with DVOA, which is now over at FTNFantasy.com if you want to check that out. Uh, The Denver Broncos coming into week six had the worst defense in the history of DVOA through five the first five games of the season. Now, when we say first six games instead of six weeks, it's because the uh, 1998 Bengals had their bye in their first five weeks, or first, or maybe in week six. Their sixth game, they lost to the Titans 44-14. to So, like, Denver lost – and was okay on defense against the Chiefs, but because the Bengals got blown out so badly by the Titans in '98, they actually jumped the 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 the, the Broncos, who now just have the second worst defense historically uh, by DVOA through the first six games of a team season. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. I mean, AJ Dillon, like 
Aaron Jones could go ballistic here. AJ Dillon is a kind of sneaky too, where like he finally has a good game running the ball. They Denver can't stop anybody moving along to the final game that we'll talk about today. The Miami Dolphins at the Philadelphia Eagles. Sunday night football. Slogging through all this crap on the slate. 40, 37, 36s, the totals. And we get a little 51 and a half with the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts hosting Tua Tungabaloa and the Miami Dolphins. Tyreek Hill in prime time. And Katie, you love the fins yeah. here. I told you I got dogs for days. I like the fins. Uh, money line as well. But... Okay, I'm taking a money line for the, but for purposes of this show, I will do two and a half um, just yeah. for my record purposes. But look, the Eagles lost to the lowly Jets, I guess you can call them, although they're a little bit frisky here too, last week. And normally I would say that the Eagles are primed for a really big bounce back, but I don't believe that this week, just because if you look at the Eagles secondary, they're still banged up. Even if they get Darius Slay back, I still give the edge to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell in those head-to-head matchups. Obviously, we got to watch the Lane Johnson injury. He's got, I don't believe it's a high ankle sprain. I think it's just a regular, a grade one ankle sprain. Some reports I read say he's totally fine. He's going to be there. Other reports, um, he's still questionable. So that obviously is going to be a really big indicator of how this game goes. But look, the Dolphins have swam fine on the road, two and one straight up two and one against the spread i also like this um over at uh what is it 51 and a half now which is great because it was at 52 i think we're not even talking about it. it's like the alabama quarterback bowl right you got tua you got hurts in prime time only mac jones is left out of the uh, alabama quarterback. The fact that those three guys are on the same team is wild uh and by the way yeah. lane johnson uh, they have not released a practice report for Thursday, but he and Devontae Smith both returned to practice, uh, according to reporters who are at the Eagles practice. That makes a pretty big difference. I don't know you get three, but with, I don't know, RJ. With Lane Johnson and Devontae Smith, if they play, you might get three. If you get three, I don't know that you get it very long um, because of how great this this Dolphins offense looks. The New York Giants are the worst offense in the league, 4.05 yards per play. The Buffalo Bills are second, 5.98 yards per play. That for the math majors out there is 1.93 yards per play difference. Miami is 2.02 ahead of Buffalo. Miami is literally lapping the field when it comes to offense here. Um, they are better than than any, everyone else in the league by a mark of the second team to this 32nd team. So I don't know how you stop them. I don't know. I don't care who's back on Philly. I just think Miami's going to score points here. I think if they're down big, they're going to cover, especially when you tease the spread up like I'm doing, make it the second leg of my teaser at plus eight and a half. I just can't see this team getting beaten by more than one score very often. I know it happened against Buffalo. There's some weird things in that game. I think Buffalo, I think Miami deserve to score more than 20 points in that game um so philly a little bit unlucky in that jets game minus four turnover day you don't expect that very often you don't expect jalen hurts to throw maybe the worst pass of his career on that that pick that led to the the touchdown that sealed the game there but um but i think they'll play well here but i just think miami's too good offensively and they're going to be able to keep this within a touchdown within a, a score so i'm teasing it up to eight and a half and not even worrying about what happens at the end of the game and for the record i just noticed this i was going to look at the eagles injury report the Eagles have a whole thing. It is, this Kelly Green Sunday night. That's fun. Dolphins. Dolphins better wear. Dolphins better bring their A game with the jerseys because that is a aesthetically uh, very pleasing Kelly Green plus the Dolphins. Maybe a little orange. Ooh la 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 la. Ooh, I will say because I am on that um, over as well. The over has hit in five of six Miami's last uh, road games, and also it's two and zero at Lincoln Financial this year. So I expect some fireworks. Love it. 
All right, that's going to do it for our show today. Let's go ahead and recap the picks uh, for our best bets this week. Harry's going to throw them on screen. Brinson, talk to us. I got the Buccaneers minus two and a half, the Bills minus eight and a half. I got some big favorites here, uh, but also Detroit plus three, the Rams minus three, and Seattle minus seven and a half. How about you, Katie? I am taking Ritter for an interception. New England under their team total of 16 and a half. I like Detroit Moneyline, but I've switched it up on y'all. I'm taking the points with them as well. In terms of this contest, give me Jared Goff over one and a half passing touchdowns. And then Miami, again, like them to win outright here, but I will take the two and a half points and also the over 52, RJ. I have Indy plus three in that game. I don't even care if Deshaun Watson plays. I don't think that line should be three. I have a teaser. Atlanta and Miami both teased up to plus eight and a half. All they got to do is keep it close like they typically do. I like New England plus eight and a half against a banged up Buffalo team. I like Seattle minus seven and a half and Arizona going under 17 and a half points in that game. I think it's going to be a route. Seattle's just too good there. And I have the Green Bay money line, which you can get at minus 118 at FanDuel. And I have Saquon Barkley over 14 and a half yards for his longest rush. Rashad White under 73 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. Mark Andrews to go over 53 and a half receiving yards. Keontae Ingram, Cardinals running back under 38 and a half rushing yards. And last but not least, Josh Palmer over 47 and a half receiving yards. I love it. Brinson keeps it very tight with just the spreads, and the rest of us have a bunch of other things uh, trickled in on there. It's but that's because I, it. I do my best bets article on Wednesday night, and I'm like, just been doing five picks against Move the spread every week, and I'm like, dude, like, yeah. yeah. All right, that's the show, everybody. Make sure you join the Super Friends on Sunday for the Week 7 Recap Show. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube page for everyone listening to the audio version only. Do the same. Download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. Good luck with your bets this weekend, and the Super Friends will see you Sunday night. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.